back to the pod. My name is Mick, your host. Some life updates before we get started with the rest of the episode. The past week has been really strange and out of pocket for me because this was my first week back at uni. I've been in uni for four years and this is my first normal year at Edinburgh specifically because obviously I had my year abroad at Cornell last year and that was technically my first normal year but basically graduating with an Edinburgh degree and experiencing all my lasts as firsts is really freaking weird. What firsts have I been experiencing and enjoying? Probably the daily schedules. Like It's nice to be back in the city, but actually this time have somewhere to go, have somewhere to be. Like I like hopping from class to class. I like going straight to the library after to study with my friends. I like bumping into my professors. I've loved just finding my normal day's Edinburgh routine. What lasts have I been experiencing and enjoying? Probably my last first day of uni. Basically just getting to enjoy the moment much more easily because I know that I won't get this exact experience again and I won't be an undergraduate university student ever again. And to be honest, I do actually like being a student and having that student routine. So like in second or third year, I would dread going to class, dread the grind. Whereas now I savor every second of it because I know that there's not going to be any other moment just like it. I mean, semesters here are 10 weeks long, not including exams. So every time I attend a lecture, there's like a 10 minus countdown going on in my head. Like because I've just finished my first week, now I know that I only have nine lectures for each class left. And I only have two classes left this semester on top of my dissertation. So it's kind of weird. And I did post an Instagram reel of my last first day at uni. If you guys want to check it out on the Glow Up Syndrome Instagram. What else has been happening for me? I've just had like a crazy amount of medical issues this week. I've been seeing doctors and taking medications. It's just been a little stressful because it just came out of nowhere. And sometimes you, well, if you're like me, go down the Google spiral and suddenly the whole problem is magnified because you're catastrophizing. I mean, I'm happy to say that those medical issues are being sorted out. But the thing is that I'm not sure what's going to go down yet. This is my forewarning that a week or two of the pod might be skipped. Segmenting back into the episode though, with being back at uni, one thing that I've realized and I'm super grateful for is all my friends. I had my really shitty second year of uni and then I went on to leave for my year abroad. And at the time I was excited to leave because frankly, I felt like I had no friends and like I was scared and alone especially as an international student, that feeling tends to magnify. So I was honestly super happy to leave and kind of start afresh somewhere new for a year. And to be honest, leaving Edinburgh actually taught me who my real friends at Edinburgh were because I started to notice who made efforts to keep in contact, who checked in on me, who I missed, and even who visited me and missed me back. I think distance brings so much perspective because the friendship isn't based on convenience anymore. It goes to show who is actually there for you and isn't in it just for the immediate benefits of what you can do for them. You can really distinguish between the people who value your time and energy and the people who just use it. I always 
like to choose my episode topics based on what I'm going through in the moment. I feel like it makes my episodes more raw and real and authentic, like I said from the very beginning when I launched this podcast. And I want it to feel like you're actually sitting for a catch-up chat with a friend and relating and learning and on the same wavelength, basically, which is why I also do those little catch-ups at the start of the episode. This isn't just like a soulless, like, here, let me give you some random information. And so, yeah, this week, what I'm going through is like the positives and negatives of the whole process of building healthy relationships, which I'm being super intentional about this year. Basically, it's just light bulbs going off in my head about, wow, this person is there for me, or this person is not, you know? And I never felt like I was in the position to make that decision before. Like, I felt like I had to fully embrace whatever came my way and accept the facts. Like, accept that, oh, this person is like this. This person is like that. But that's just uni. Now I realize I can pick and choose. I can can choose to value my time. I can choose to value my energy and know my worth. And I know it's not a one-way street. Like, I have to be there for my friends too. But what I mean is, I feel like now that I'm back in Edinburgh, it's a process of knowing I don't ever want to experience what I experienced in second year again. I don't ever want to be in that dark place again. This is me basically trying to learn and grow from the experience and build a happy life here and just overall do what is best for me. And what is best for me is building healthy relationships and setting clear boundaries. So let's get into building healthy friendships. How can I build healthy friendships in my own life? Obviously, you knew this was coming, but communication is always number one. This is something that can be said of literally any kind of relationship. I think this is like the baseline factor, no matter what you need this to be present. So I'm mentioning this here right now, but I'm going to outline more about this and get into this further in the latter section of this episode when I talk about setting boundaries. Another tip is... To recognize that everyone looks for different things in a friendship and then to figure out what you're looking for yourself. So for me, the biggest thing I look for is a safe place. I can be my weird self. I can open up about my deepest problems. I can laugh and cry and scream and not feel like I'm bottling things up. Again, it is a trial and error thing through the years. Through my past experiences, I've learned that a toxic relationship, in my case, is when I can feel in my core that I'm bottling things up, that I don't feel safe opening up or don't feel like the other party will understand me if I do. I don't like the word toxic being thrown around as a general term though, but I do think that the term warrants you sometimes. It just means something different for everyone. By using the word toxic here, I mean basically what degrades how you feel in yourself. Toxic would mean what degrades your human experience. Just drawing this back to my own life, in the past couple weeks of being back in Eddie and starting uni up again, I definitely have had the chance to reconnect with people with whom I've felt super safe and happy with in a friendship. And I've also had moments where I meet up with someone from my early uni years and didn't feel good energy flowing at all in the sense that I got tongue-tied, my stomach hurt, I just didn't feel that safety and security and positive energy flow that is just so important to a healthy relationship. Like obviously a healthy relationship can have those bad parts, but you also need the good, right? I'm super grateful for the fact that this year I know what to look out for in myself and how to listen to myself. I'm no longer being a people pleaser. I don't feel 
the overwhelming need to get along with every single person or to be liked by every single person. Some other tips worth mentioning are probably having shared values. Like, I'm sorry, but you need to be prioritizing the same things. I don't think that for me, it could be a healthy relationship if, for example, all one person wants to do is party and all the other person wants to do is grind and be on their top shit, at least in that specific point in time. Not in general and not speaking to people's personalities. Friendships have their seasons. And then you should also be celebrating each other whenever you get the chance. Birthdays, events, even normal days when you just feel like showing that you care in some way and value the friendship deeply, it's going the extra mile for each other, even in the little ways. Last step is the alternative to that of knowing that every person needs their space and being okay with giving each other space. There's no sense of possessiveness to the relationship or the friendship. There's no sense of insecurity-rooted clinginess. There's no back-and-forth, push-and-pull dynamic. You just accept the other things and the other people that are in each other's lives in the same way that you accept your friend for exactly the way they are. On the note of acceptance and understanding, it's now worth getting into the lines that define a relationship. A nice metaphor for all of this is think of a relationship as a shape coming to life, suddenly gaining structure and color and meaning. So you start off with a blank page and then suddenly you meet the person that gets the vague dotted lines forming the shape going. And then you start to get to know each other and build the healthy relationship. That's the shape filling in with color. And then we're now at the final part of defining the lines around it all more clearly, which is obviously setting boundaries. So how do you set boundaries? Number one, have that level of self-awareness. Ask yourself the important questions, even if they're scary to face. So for example, I would ask myself, like, is it possible that I'm the one who's being selfish? Is it possible that I am the one who is not being fair in the relationship? I can also ask things like, who am I? Who do I want to become? What do I want in my life? What are my goals? So for myself, I know that I am a go-getter. I am an achiever, but I am also an anxious person. I want to become the best version of myself. Like I want to be living on my top shit. Like I want to achieve the ultimate successes I can achieve. But I also want to be happy. I don't want to push myself to the breaking point. I want wholesome shit in my life. I don't want nights out. I don't want, just don't want superficial shit. Like I don't want to dance in a club with random strangers who I know won't like help me if I pass out, you know? And yeah, so it's meeting those people or reevaluating those friendships and then seeing if the respective relationship aligns with your own vision for yourself. If it doesn't, I would reevaluate the relationship. I would reevaluate whether the relationship will help you grow in any way and how it would. Not everything has to align. It's more so about knowing what is good for you and what will bring you joy and peace in your life. Another topic to discuss under setting boundaries is FOMO, fear of missing out. I am going to just cover really quick some experience of FOMO that I've had. In second year, I lived with these people they were just very different for me. They had different priorities. They had a different lifestyle. Bringing us back to that self-awareness segment I just went into, I didn't ask myself those important questions before we moved in together. I didn't ask myself if we aligned as people, if we aligned in terms of what we wanted in that moment in our lives. 
And, you know, they would go out pretty much twice a week, thrice a week, which is pretty standard in British culture. And I should have kind of predicted that from the start. I was just not used to that culture, so I didn't foresee it. And not only that, they would, you know, I remember some nights when one of them would get back home at like maybe 5 a.m. with a random person screaming in the room. And at that hour, I would be getting up for training. Like I would be going to uh, swim training. And I just remember thinking, what the fuck? And then I started to kind of drift apart from them because our activities, our values didn't align those two people I lived with their values and their activities aligned more so with each other's but mine didn't and I started to feel really isolated really ganged up upon not in like the intentional way but you know in the way that I felt like if I said something it would automatically be two against one and so that's how that FOMO started building up for me is I started to feel that missing out on these experiences that they were so keen on would disadvantage me, would put me in an awkward position for our living, for our friendship. And I genuinely just started to sit in my room and feel sad. I wanted friends. I wanted to come home and hang out with my friends. I wanted to be on the same vibe as they were with each other. But I didn't want to do the same things that they were doing. I didn't want to go party. I didn't want to stay up until 3 a.m. and talk when I knew I had to be up early in the morning, when I knew I wanted to be productive in the morning. I didn't want to host big dinner parties and feel anxious and claustrophobic. And that's another thing is that I felt like I was maybe pushing down that introverted side of myself and not speaking up because I thought it would make me uncool if I wasn't as extroverted as they were. I wanted to get up at 6 a.m. for training. I wanted to get up and go to the library and make my caffeinated drink and eat healthy and go on a run and, I don't know, just listen to feel-good music, not wake up like groggy, tired, overwhelmed from all the chaos that had happened the night before. I wanted to be on the grind with a friend. Like, I wanted a friendship, just not that kind of friendship. I wish it didn't take me as long to actually realize this. I wish I had evaluated it sooner. But, you know, you grow, you move to another country, you learn more about yourself than you ever did before. And that's just what I was doing in the moment. But now I know moving forward that I would want to have that particular level of self-awareness about myself to not get into these situations again. And so this brings us all the way back to communication. Now, this is the part that really wholly defines setting boundaries. I want to talk about the five fundamentals of communication, trust, clarity, language, relevance, and feedback. I think we covered trust earlier when we talked about that friendship being a safe space. Now, clarity and language seem like they might be the same thing, But I think what distinguishes them is that clarity refers to being clear about what your aims are, who you are as a person, being down to earth and an open book. Language alternatively means sharing your values through speech. Speech is such an important facet of who you are as a person and plays an important role in the relationships you form such that you really need to figure out the best ways to say things. They need to align with your true intentions. So this means not skirting around the point, not playing along with passive language, using more inclusive language, 
And it's easy to tell just from these few examples that the values are tied in so closely. So using active language instead of passive language puts you forward as more of an initiator, as someone who is willing to put in the effort and take the action and do the harder things if it's worth it in the long run. And then using more inclusive language can mean you are a kind, approachable person. I'm not saying that you have to emanate all of these things in order to communicate better. I'm saying that everyone has different values and you have to play to them in your own speech. Know how to leverage yourself, know how to put yourself out there, know how to represent yourself better. You are your own biggest advocate and that's going to leak into the quality of the relationships as well. You can't have a relationship where the other person respects you and aligns with you if you don't respect yourself and aren't aligned with yourself. Now, relevance refers to that alignment I've been mentioning a lot. And then feedback refers to also learning to be a listener. Communication isn't about just thinking about what comes from you and letting the world revolve around you. It's also about having that deep appreciation and respect for the other party such that you let them be them. You let them get their word in and you want to learn more about them and their experiences and their perspectives. Again, friendship is a two-way street. As much as we are talking about doing what is best for ourselves in this episode and in this podcast, actually, I want to emphasize that that doesn't mean discarding others' needs, others' wants, others' points of view. To be a good listener is to be a good communicator, and to communicate sets those boundaries that define a healthy friendship. My pet peeve is literally when someone who's passive-aggressive tries to waste my time when say i know i did something wrong or they did something wrong and they're just they're not even not communicating they're doing the opposite of communicating which is like subtly sending you signs and signals that something's wrong but not being open to addressing them which is just the point at which i draw the line because to not communicate is one thing but to be so resistant to communication and to send that negativity around without meaning to communicate is just not something I want in my life. It's not something I want from the people around me. It's not something I respect or tolerate. So right as we get to the end of this episode, I just want to tell all of you to have that self-respect for yourself, to have that self-love enough, to be able to take the people who don't align with it out of your life, even if you seem like the bad person, even if you end up not having friends for a while, like you will find the right people and you will end up surrounded by real people. That brings us back full circle. Thank you so much for tuning in every single week. It's always nice to see us all harnessing that consistent pattern. For those of you who literally turn up at 10 a.m. EST on Mondays on the dot, right when the episode is released, I see you and I appreciate you and I love you so, so, so much. You have no idea how happy it makes me to know that the pod is a part of your lives, your routine, and hopefully is helping build it up positively. If you are enjoying the pod, it would help so much if you could leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you are listening on. Otherwise, if you are new to the pod, you can find me on Instagram at underscore Michaela Dizon or the podcast Instagram at Glow Up Syndrome, where I also post some extras to benefit the episode, like some reels, some really cute graphics, guys. Please check it out. And with that, I will catch you next week. 
Stay tuned.